This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play. In Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It's great to have you. It's Tuesday, August 31st. Oh, September tomorrow. Let's go. Wake me up when September ends. Do you remember 21st night of September? That's coming up in a couple weeks. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Jason, when you were little, did you take a first day of class picture? I don't remember that being a thing when I was Your little. Your family have a camera? <laughs> I don't even know if my family had a no, camera. No, but I'll tell you that any picture that would have been taken uh, of my elementary school days, first day of school, would you would have had to have developed the film. Yeah. No, I was developing film oh, yeah. missions still. Uh, I'm that old. <laughs> Some of the other days, like... How old are you? And I said, I'm probably, you don't know, how, you, you probably can't guess. It's actually. like, hey, it's, you don't ask. You don't ask that question. <laughs> you can ask that still to me. You don't ask, you don't Jason, ask weight or age questions Jason's to guys. A little more Isn't that the rule? Sensitive. Uh, Seneca Knight uh, tweeted the following, when your mom gets stuck in Utah because of the hurricane and, you, and make you take first day pictures. So, aw, it's got a little whiteboard. Uh, first day of school. That's awesome, by the way. Seneca Knight at BYU. He's got his backpack, probably his fresh new kicks. I always enjoyed going to the store and getting, like, you know, a new outfit or whatever and for the first day of school. New like, outfit, huh? Yeah. Like the whole thing, like the pants, the shirt. It was a track shirt. suit. No, just kidding. It was like a three-piece that had, like, this, the like best. Like a, a bow tie and everything. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. I did love – now, this will date me. This, this, this will date me. <laughs> there is – was nothing better in elementary school than getting ready for the new year by going and getting a brand-new Trapper Keeper. Oh, the! I'm telling you, yeah. there was nothing better than a crisp, brand new oh. trapper keeper to go day one of school. So nothing much better. keeping being trapped in there is just <laughs> excellent. There's so many people who have no idea what we're talking about. Do you guys know what a trapper keeper is? Are students in the studio? Have okay. you heard of a trap? They have no idea. Okay, that's okay. You know sort. what? We're moving on. Here's our show lineup. <laughs> the depth chart is out. We'll walk you through it. Preview each position with our very own Blaine Fowler. Right here. Let's go. Let's go. Cougars name the captains. Did you print me out a copy? Nope. I'm going to use my digital copy because I live in 2021. Because 2021, Trapper Keeper man. It's NFL <laughs> cut down day to 53. Who's still on a roster? Top 5 Tuesday features the best plays versus Arizona in-season openers because there have been so many we can do this. And why Uriah Leatowis says the BYU defensive line are not Amish. Here are today's headlines. <laughs> BYU football named its team captains with Jaron Hall, Keenan Peely, James Empey, and Peyton Wilgar receiving the honors. Now, those four players will lead the Cougars into action on Saturday night at 10.30 p.m. Eastern against the Arizona Wildcats in Las Vegas. U of A has a brand-new coaching staff and scheme, but head coach Kalani Satake says he likes the challenge of preparing for the unknown. Uh, we're, we're expecting a, a lot of different things. And, and then again, you know, there's not much to go off of because it's a staff that uh, Jed Fish put together. It's a really good staff that's put together. It has tons of experience from a lot of different places. So uh, really have to be on top of our game to be ready for that matchup. But looking forward to it. Speaking of head coach Kalani Sataka, you can hear more from the coach tonight on BYU Football with Kalani Sataka, 8 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Mo Williams and Tyson Williams are both listed at RB2 for the Lions and Ravens. Tyson had 24 carries for 130 yards and a touchdown in the preseason for Baltimore. This is Jamal's first season in Detroit. Congrats to Tyson, who's getting a real shot here. That's awesome. NFL rosters have to be down to the final 53 today. That is by the deadline of 4 p.m. Eastern time. Unfortunately, several Cougars have been released over the last 24 hours. 
Chris Wilcox has been released by the Buccaneers, Troy Warner from the LA Rams, Zach Daw with the Falcons, Chandon Herring with the Tennessee Titans. Yesterday, Zane Anderson with the Chiefs and Isaiah Kafusi with the Colts were both released. Previous cuts prior to this week were kind of cool with the Niners. Also with the Niners is Corbin Kafusi. However, he was later re-signed. Tristan Hodge with the Jets, Micah Simon with the Panthers. Practice squads are still possibilities for some of these players. Uh, back to the Sataki Show. It's 8.30 Eastern tonight. Just a little correction there. BYU Women's Soccer loses 2-0 at Arkansas in a second SEC road game this season. 0-2 in those, unfortunately. Cameron Tucker made her season debut, though. That's good. Cougars are now 2-2. Two two. So home wins against Ohio State and USC. And then losses at Auburn and Arkansas. It's a tough schedule. It's a tough schedule. It, it, there's no question it's a tough schedule. And it continues to be tough. Thursday night, Marquette in the house uh, on BYU TV and the app, 9 Eastern. In more positive news, forward Brecken Mozingo and goalkeeper Cassidy Smith named Offensive and Defensive Players of the Week, sweeping the West Coast Conference Player Awards. Very likely to drop out of the top 25, though, so they'll climb back in soon. Yeah, that, that's not a problem. They'll, uh, they'll pick up uh, wins, and they'll be right back in the top 25 in no time. Women's volleyball climbing two spots to number 13 in the ABCA coaches poll after sweeping their competition this past weekend. Cougars take on Weber State Thursday to begin the BYU Invitational. Watch on BYU TV and the app at 9 Eastern. Weber State's good. Won the Big Sky, beat Bowling Green in the NCAA tournament. So that's a battle of teams that won in the tournament last year. That'll be fun. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending is presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Learn more at Bodyguards.com. Depth charts out. What does it mean? How true is it? Uh, whatever. Let's talk about the names on it, right? Uh, okay, quarter, let's walk through the positions and preview them uh, while we go. Quarterback, we know Jaron Hall's a starter. And it was specified that Baylor Romney is the backup. Jacob Conover is the third string. No surprises here. This is what we thought, and we've known this for a while now. Yep. Uh, always good to have a backup who has a top 25 win, and the third string told Alabama no. So that's pretty good. Uh, running back. This is an or between Tyler Algier and Lopini Katoa. I think we've kind of thought Tyler is the one, Lopini's the two. They're saying they're 1A, 1B. Yeah, um, this surprised me a little bit to see. There are not very many ors at all on this depth chart. This isn't Minnesota. I, I was a bit surprised that that was one of the ors. I was hoping for a third running back listed here because I'd like to know who that player is. Is it Hinkley Ropati? Is it Jackson McChesney? Why are we not hearing about Sione Finau as much, right? I thought he would be the clear number three in this. Yet, I like the depth there, so we'll see what it is at running back. Wide receiver, there's three spots listed, probably XYZ, Gunnar Romney and Chris Jackson, then Neil Pau and Keanu Hill, and then Puka Nakua and, uh, it says, or Samson Nakua. Yeah, I mean, this is a position that we've talked so much about in terms of the overall depth and, and you look at the names here you know Gunner, Neal either of the Nakuas, Keanu Hill Chris Jackson, all of these guys have the potential to really produce so th- this is one of BYU's strongest positions I- I'm really looking forward to seeing the type of production that comes out of this You can tell who the transfers are from their previous school picture <laughs> uh, Yeah, Neil Powell is going to have an outstanding year Gunnar Romney's legit, looking forward to your conversation coming up with him uh, later in the program, and then the Nakua's, man. The Nakua's have been banged up a little bit, uh, but they're pacing to play against Arizona, which is good. So let's see them in action, baby. Tight end, no surprise here, Isaac Rex. And then Dallin Hoker. There's not an or there, though. I'm a little surprised. I thought that might be a perfect or spot. Well, especially if you're going to go with a lot of two tight end sets. Yes, then they're both on the field. So in the end, that doesn't matter. Okay, uh, fullbacks, Mason Wake. He's the starter. He's the guy. Now, he's not listed as a tight end per se, although BYU kind of uses some guys in a hybrid fullback tight end position. 
Don't be shocked if Mason Wake lines up at fullback, flexes out to tight end in motion. Okay, offensive line, always a big deal, right? Left tackle, the replacement for Brady Christensen, first-team All-American. No pressure to Blake Freeland, <laughs> who used to be a quarterback in high school. That's crazy. 6'8", 305, Braden Kime is behind him. Left guard, Clark, Sir Clark Barrington, and Seth Willis. Uh, center, James Empey and Connor Pay. Right guard is Connor Pay or Joe Tukuafu. And right tackle is Harris Lachance and Campbell Barrington, Clark's younger brother. This is what I love about this position group. Sophomore, redshirt sophomore, yep. redshirt sophomore, freshman, redshirt junior, freshman, freshman, redshirt junior, redshirt sophomore, freshman. All together. I love it. All they are all young, and they're young with an opportunity to really produce here because they've had playing time. Yes. There are a lot of guys that have been able to get minutes and get reps and are still young in the program. That's what I love. When you're blowing out Troy and La Tech last year, there are plenty of reps <laughs> to be uh, had. To the defensive side of the ball, here we go. The defensive line does list five uh, positions. They'll roll out a 4-3, but so certain packages here. Lorenzo Faltan, Gabe Summers, Tyler Batty, and Blake Mengelson. Earl Tioti Mariner, Gabe Summers, John Nelson at tackle. Then the other nose tackle, Atunai Samahe. Look, looking forward to his deep blue airing tonight on the Sataki Show. It's pretty good. Caden Haas, John Nelson. And the other end, Uriah Leotawa, Pepe Tanuvasa, and Fisher Jackson. Your thoughts on the D-line? Look, this is this is the the question mark, it, it, and I I certainly do not want to upset Uriah Leatawa, and there'll be more on that uh, later on in the show. But look, th- this is the this is the position group that we still don't know a whole lot about, and and that doesn't mean that we think it's not going to be good. We just I think there's far many or far more unknowns at that position than some of the others. So I well, I'm very curious to see how this group comes together as a position group. We're yeah, we're familiar with some of the names, yes. but it's been a sec. Like Zoe, Lorenzo Fawatea, he got injured. Tyler Batty had four sacks in four games. He got injured. Uh, looking forward to uh, – I did a film room with Tyler Batty yesterday. It's going to air tonight. Fun conversation with him. Earl Tuioti Mariner, uh, Seattle Mariners, let's go. Uh, wild card. He's played a bunch, but we don't talk about him a ton. Atunaisa Mahe, we have not talked about. But apparently, they love him. They, yes. They he, love him. He sat out last year with a blood clot in his brain. Scary stuff. But the Deep Blue tonight talks about kind of the story there. It's wild. And Uriah Leatawa is a guy who broke his leg in camp. So, injured dudes, uh, but ready to go. And like you mentioned, Uriah Leatawa is fired up about what this group can do. It's a great soundbite. It's one of the best soundbites you'll hear. It's fantastic. A lot of times we get nothing out of the press conferences. Like, the guys are very, uh, they don't want to say anything that's bulletin board. He gave us something. He yeah, gave us something. pretty good. Okay, linebacker. Again, there are different packages. So there's, uh BYU runs a 4-3, but there are four linebacker spots listed. Jack. Uh, Pepe Tanuvasa, Drew Jensen, Flash, Peyton Wilgar, Jackson Kafusi, Mike, Keenan Peely, Josh Wilson, Drew Jensen, and Rover, Max Tooley, or Ben Bywater. Yeah, linebackers, and we've had this conversation many times on the show, BYU is known for its linebackers. You know, in, we just look at the guys that are in the NFL now, but the linebacker position is one of those, year in and year out, I just expect it to be really, really good. Yes. And I don't see any reason why this group cannot do the same. I'm stoked because these guys have a ton of experience. Peyton Wilgar is the star yep. of that group. Keenan Peely is going to be a I'm tremendous. excited to see Josh Wilson with more reps. Listen, he got some last year, and he was pretty good. 
Uh, they're excited about him and, and what he can do. Uh, Drew Jensen's coming along as well, which is awesome. Max Tooley is a playmaker. Ben Bywater's had a good camp. I think everybody listed under the mic, Peely, Wilson, and Jensen, that, that group alone right there is exciting to me. Yes, they're awesome. Okay, in the secondary, uh, so a couple things. Cinco and Nickel, we'll talk about those. Morgan Piper or Ammon Hanneman. Hey, another Hanneman. He lives uh, behind me, by the way. Does he? Literally, does? literally right behind me. Don't mess with this sheep. Nickel, <laughs> Jacob Robinson, the Utah State transfer, Caleb Christensen, that's an or, and then Jacob Boren. Thoughts on those two? Because those are specific packages relative to uh, the secondary. Yeah, I mean, th- this, is, this is a group, I think, that is, is probably, you know, you've, I don't want to say unproven, but probably will have, we just haven't seen have to play go much. through some growing pains along the way. Yeah, we haven't seen. We just haven't. We haven't seen a lot out of them so far. Yeah, and so and as you mentioned, it's certain packages, so they're going to come in during certain situations. Yep. Uh, But I'm, I'm actually very excited about the secondary in general. I I think I think there's a lot of talent there. I do too. I love it. Okay, let's go over it. Safety, strong safety. Chazal, you no surprise there. Mitchell Price, Ammon Hanneman, Matt Criddle, free safety. Malik Moore, Hayden Livingston, Jared Capisi, or Javel Brown. Yeah. I'm excited for Chaz Ayu. You know, he's he's a baller. He is an absolute stud, and he's healthy. And I cannot wait to see what he can do in this position at the strong safety position. Him, him, and Malik Moore. I think you know is, is your two safeties. I love that combination. Okay, and then the corners. This is a loaded group. Yes. Like of all the positions on the team, probably linebacker, quarterback. I feel the most confident. Like the th- the third dude in that position. Right. D'Angelo Mandel, Isaiah Heron, Shimon Willis. Okay, Shimon Willis is a starter type. Yes. Keenan Willis, Caleb Hayes, Jalen Vickers. I really like this group. I think it's been a three-year build. And they're battle-tested, yes. They Some have, of these guys were here in 2018 yes. playing at Wisconsin as freshmen. I, b- between the corners and the safeties, I, I have very high hopes for what opposing offenses are not going to be able to do against this secondary. They're going to be busy because yes. BYU's playing Washington State and Baylor and Boise State, right? Okay, specialist, kicker, Jake Oldroyd, no surprise, Justin Smith or Cash Peterman. Uh, sorry, that's kickoff. Place kicker, Jake Oldroyd, Justin Smith, Cash Peterman, same order. And then the, uh, the punter, of course, is Ryan Rico or Cash Peterman. So, Look, it's a, it's a big-time loaded. weapon for BYU. Yes. That, that, is a, that is a weapon. BYU's kicking game is a weapon for the Cougars. And then kick and punt return, Caleb Christensen and Hobbs Nyberg. And then punt returner, Hobbs Nyberg. Talmadge Gunther, Samson Nakua. So there's the depth chart. Very excited about it. A few names still not on the uh, depth chart that we were anticipating, like a Sione Finau or a Keanu Saliapaga. Uh, there's a few other though there. But we look forward to watching these guys play in a couple of days. Countdown to the Wildcats. Four days away. Four days. Are you serious? Are we doing confetti Friday? I have I'm looking forward to like it. The, is, the, like the little, is, uh, like the confetti yeah, the poppers. poppers. Have you done it with us before? I have. Yes, right? Yeah. yeah. I, apparently it was memorable. You don't remember <laughs> me even doing it. Do you want to go to Shang-Chi next week? Our question of the day. <laughs> Who will be your... <laughs> I do. <laughs> if only somebody had gotten a ticket for me. Uh, cancel those plans. Who will be your offensive and defensive MVPs for BYU this season? Let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation. On BYU Sports Nation. Weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. In my space if you want. We don't have an account. Steven Notham. Isaac Rex was wildly good his freshman year, playing when he was planning on being a backup. He's going to give an MB- 
MVP offensive performance. On defense, I'm giving it to the corners. Multiple pick sixes this year. Fingers crossed. Weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Do you like that? Multiple pick sixes this year? I'll take a pick six. Just a single pick but six. But, yes, I would. I'll take. Look. And it's against Utah. Look, if you're. It has to be. It's happened enough against Come BYU. <laughs> Can we please have it go the other way? Scoop and score. I'll. Picks. What about a 35 nothing lead in the first quarter? That'd be fun. Look, when your defense can score, it takes a little bit of pressure off. Let's go. Have a noise like, I'm not walking through that door. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up, fake credit and fake teams in today's whip. A lot of fake, man. Uh, a guy that's not fake. He's 100% real, man. Blaine Fowler on the newcomers that could have an impact. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. It's the season debut of BYU football with Kalani Satake. Join Greg Rubel and head coach Kalani Satake as they look ahead to the season opener at Arizona this week. BYU football with Kalani Satake. Available at 8.30 Eastern tonight on the BYU TV app. Cool note on that uh, new producer with us, Hema Hemuli, who is Tongan, is going to produce the only Tongan head coach's show tonight that'll be a, cool. a fun connection i really and it's like good that. to have him back by the way hema is back and we are stoked we're looking forward to when spencer can be back in case you missed it uh, dealing with uh, covid and, and pneumonia and losing weight and everything we're still thinking about spence and uh, hope he gets back as soon as possible man we miss you okay our next guest is a guy who uh, frequently hits the gym sometimes it's with dave mccann sometimes jason shepherd's there as well his name is blaine fowler blaine how are the guns this morning <laughs> so I didn't see Shep at the gym this morning. It was a, it was a non-gym morning. <laughs> By the way, I'm, I haven't seen Dave at the gym for like two McCann's? years. Oh, we're calling out Dave. Dave quit the gym. Dave quit the gym. Yeah. Now he goes to the country club to the gym, which is like an oxymoron. Like country club, country and, club and the gym? And gym together? That's not serious stuff. That's country club, and you raise your hand while you're in the gym. It's like, hey, could somebody bring me like a soda? <laughs> like, so like, you're saying the gym at the country club? It, that, and it's okay, but you're not like Shep and I do like serious gym. Yeah, Dave goes to just sit on a machine and have somebody bring him a diet coke. <laughs> that sounds pretty nice. Let's be honest. <laughs> and he plays a lot of golf now that he's retired. Hey, who's the best golfer among you three? By the way, the AFR three. Uh, Nick Nixon's good. I, you know what? I, I got to hand it today, McCann. He when he was down in Vegas, he never played because he was so so busy. But he yeah. had the greatest golf connections ever. I told yeah. him he's the biggest waste of a golf connection, and he was horrible at playing golf. And he's worked on his game. He's mm. actually pretty solid. Okay, uh, that we're all pretty solid. Like that's a, pr- a pretty good group. Nixon's solid too, and McCann is like light years better than he was. He's actually pretty good. Most improved player. Yeah, he's definitely Dave most McCann. improved in any sport I've ever seen. Actually, because he was awful. <laughs> and and, and he's actually quite good now. Okay. So. Okay, I love it. He's right. like Steve Young when I first saw him as a f- sophomore quarterback to a Hall of Famer. That's how far Dave McCann has come with his golf. That's quite the statement. Is, I don't yes. actually believe you. All right, let's talk about the depth chart. Um, what stuck out from you of what was released of this depth chart? Um, I, really not anything unexpected, um, but I know that going into fall camp, the coaching staff was really concerned about what they were going to do at nickel. They just didn't even know. Mm. Uh, they had no concepts like, what are we going to do? Are we going to have to move somebody from another position? Um, and, and that group has really rounded out. They have a lot of confidence in, in the three that are on that depth chart. And remember, uh, Jacob Robinson transferred from Utah State, where he played a lot as a freshman. 
And he was battling for, for, the nickel, for a nickel spot. And then those nickels are, are not nickel for a corner spot. And those corners are so deep and so skilled. As good as BYU's in terms of depth and talent, BYU's as good a corner as they've ever been. It reminds me of the Tim McTire, Omar Morgan year in 96. That's saying a lot because those guys were lights out players, right? Tim McTire will be at the Fan Fest Friday night. That's right. He'll be there with us on, on, on Friday night. I'm excited to see Tim. But th- you have to go back that far to, to talk about the kind of depth that they have at corner. So here's Jacob Robbins. He's balling out at corner. And they thought – you know what, do we, do we try him over at nickel? And they put him over at nickel, and you know, the coaches are just sitting there going, okay, here we go. And, uh, and Caleb Christensen and also Jacob Boren have also been a, you, balling out at, at that nickel spot. And, so, and they each have unique skill sets. So I think that that's the position that they were most concerned about, uh, that they now feel very comfortable with. And, and Jacob Boren may be the biggest surprise of fall camp because, remember, he came in as a wide receiver, they moved him over to nickel. He's, he's, you could make the argument that he's the fastest player on the team. He, he's certainly wow. the quickest player on the team. And they put him in one-on-one situations, you know, when they just go one-on-one, and, and they're going, wow, this dude can just flat-out cover. Hmm. And, and I think where, where Boren is going to really come into play is, let's say week two when you're playing Utah and you've got a slot receiver like Britton Covey. Boren will step up to that challenge. That's, he's the perfect matchup for a smaller, really quick route-running slot receiver. He's and so, 5'9", 175. Yeah, and, but blazingly fast yeah. and cr- tremendous quickness, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you get against those guys, Britton Covey, blazingly fast, tremendous quickness. Old man Britton. Right. I know. It's amazing that a guy that old is that fast, right? Because usually you start <laughs> to lose your speed at 35. At 35 years old yep. and on down, you start to lose it. Oh, so, my gosh. Um, I'm just teasing, and I love Britain. So we all Britain, love Britain. I know Britain doesn't listen to the show. I don't think, but yeah. he knows I love him. So, um, but but it's it's a it's a good group now, and and I think Jacob Bohr may be the biggest surprise. And is he a walk on? I haven't heard. Yeah, uh, he was. He's okay. a walk on, wide yeah. receiver, right? Yeah, slot okay. receiver. And so you're going to hear a lot about all three of those guys this year. And I think you could call all three a pleasant surprise with Bohr maybe being the biggest surprise because he switched positions. Um, and then the other one that stands out to me is Ben Bywater. Who came in? Guy looks like Hercules, um, and I mean he looks the part. He reminds me, build wise, of Jordan Pendleton from back in the day. Really, really? give him a big old chain oh. and a and a yes. certain kind of shirt, and then you go from there, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so he's scary physique, and he's yeah. really athletic, but he's really settled in and understands this defense really well. And so all of a sudden they're going, whoa, he's, so he's going to play a lot, nice. and he's going to be a name. You know, we expected that Peely and, and Wilgard, I mean, they're Thule. yeah, they're just phenomenal players. But it's like, is there going to be another guy that, that you look at and go, this is an NFL body that can play at an NFL level, and Ben Bywater's making a case that he could be that guy. All right, 6'3", so, 225. So let's go to the other side then. Give us somebody on offense that maybe isn't getting talked about enough that you think is going to be a pretty special player. And, and the offense is more of a known, right? But Chris Jackson has had a phenomenal fall camp. And I think they came into the fall camp just going, what, you know, where's Chris Jackson going to fall? And all he's done, the guy is a workhorse. Um, he worked a tremendous amount in the offseason, and, and I think that he's going to play a, a bigger role than anybody ever thought. Uh, the way he's produced the last couple weeks in practice, you're going, okay, this guy's, this guy's going to be a big contributor. And you know that Jackson has, you know, he's one of these just flat-out speed guys that can stretch a defense, but he's been making a lot of catches and becoming a reliable guy. So I think he's maybe somebody that – that moved up from where they thought he would be to where he sits now, and you see him on the depth chart. So watch for him, because uh, I think he'll have, have a big impact. And then, and and 
maybe the guy that has had the best fall camp, period, is Neil Pau. And it's not a surprise because he's a really he was a clutch guy last year, but the level at which he has performed every single day in fall camp, it's been remarkable. Like he's he is just on every single solitary play. And he's, he he watched Dax Millen, I think, go out, and I, I think he thought to himself, wait a minute. He, he told me this. I'm, I'm bigger. I'm stronger. I'm faster. I watched how Dax worked and how he led. Um, I take note, self, and grind in the offseason, become a leader. He's, he's one of the leaders on this football team. But the work, you can see that manifest in, in practice. He has been so consistently good every single day, regardless of who's in at quarterback. So I, I think Neil's in for a breakout season. I think we're going to be talking about Neil as an NFL type guy by the end of this football season. So He didn't say it in those words, but he said, like, Dax showed the way of what a BYU receiver can do, right? Uh, yeah. Which is pretty exciting. And if you're Jaron, you're looking at Zach and being like, can I do some portion of that? Like, Zach had an all-time year. Right. Yeah, it's exciting. And, and even Blake Freeland at left tackle uh, with Brady Christensen, right? So let's talk about the offensive line because, let's be honest, the offense, if the offensive line's really good, BYU's offense has a chance to be as good as we hope they are. So walk me through what you think of that group because Aaron Roderick on Coordinator's Corner yesterday said it might be the tallest offensive line in the country. Yeah, a bunch of six, seven, six, eight guys. And remember, and we've talked about this before on the show, that they kind of rebuilt the philosophy. When, when they were doing the kind of go fast, go hard, a lot of RPO, so run, pass, option stuff, where the line just drives, you know, comes off the ball and drives. They never really sit back and set pass protection where you take a – kick, drop, step, and, you know, and pass protect with your arms out. They were recruiting shorter, heavier kind of bulldozers. Dijon Karoma. Right. And they decided to make a fundamental change to go back to a remnants of the old West Coast offense that BYU used to run. Aaron Roger Roderick. French is pleased. Right. Yeah, well, Roger loves this. So they went out and they recruit a bunch of 6'7", 6'8", 6'5". Look at those numbers. I mean, it's Blaine. crazy. J- James Empey's the little guy at 6'4", and 303. <laughs> a lot of these guys were... High school basketball players, so they're very skilled, great feet and great arms. But they come in, and they might be – and Brady Christensen's a perfect example. He started as a freshman at 255 pounds at left tackle. 255. Now he's a 310-pound monster in the NFL. He's going to be really good in the NFL, right? Blake Freeland played quarterback in high school. And now he's playing left tackle, and he's an NFL prospect, and right? And started against – or played against Boise Right, State. and 6'8 and 300-plus, right? So they've built this from the ground up, and now – what they've done five years ago is starting to pay off because these guys are now upperclassmen. They have experience. They're, they're a bunch of monsters. And I really like that, that Blake Freeland, Clark Barrington. I always talk to Clark and James. I'm like, because every offensive line needs to have a couple of nasty dudes, like a couple of idiots. We talk about that. I'm like, but I'm saying idiot in a good way, right? Like just a couple of guys that the defensive line is just like, they get in their heads. Like, I hate those guys. They just talk all game long. Clark and James kind of are in competition with one another. Who can be a bigger idiot to the defensive line? And, and they get in your head, and they play nasty, and they, they just go out there and play with an edge. And that makes the whole line play with an edge. So if you're, if you're watching to see some – watch Clark and James inside. They're always talking. They're playing nasty, clean and nasty. It's just what you need inside. And then Tukwafu and, and Pei um, have been battling. I think Pei's probably going to get the start at that right, He's emerged quite right, a bit. right guard because he's really, really good. Great heritage. His dad was a really good offensive lineman. Um, and, then, and then at that right tackle, Harris Lachance. And then I think Kaim is probably the next guy. Mm. And he, he looked like a 
baby deer when he got back off of his mission, like really long and really thin. And then he he turn he's like kind of like an elk now, like a big bull elk oh, now. Elk. Yeah, and then, but he'll be a moose before it's all oh, said and done. Snap. So, so they bring they go from baby deer to buck to elk to moose. moose. And that that's the evolution. That's the evolution of an offensive line. Would be in there. That was my middle school mascot, which is a white-butted deer, no, no white-tailed deer. They're small. Super they're small. weird. Yeah. yeah. No. So, like Blake Freeland, he's he's run the full ga- gamut. He's a giant. Yes. He's a giant bull moose now. Right. He's a giant. Don't mess with elk him. Bull moose. Don't mess with him. Yes. So and Clark. I don't know if he's really a moose. He's more like a, like a. Be careful here. They no, are he's, a huge <laughs> offensive he, he's more like a Nile crocodile. A like Nile just crocodile. angry, okane. gnarly teeth. Just does he just is don't, that why he has a mustache? Turn into animal plant. Don't mess with him. Don't mess with him. Because the paws were coming for you. Don't mess with because he might bite your arm off. That's Clark. I typically avoid those kind of people. So I, lo- I love this offensive line. They're not quite as deep as last year because last year I felt like they were nine deep with experience. They're they're nine deep with talent, but they're not nine deep with talent and mm-hmm. experience. So what, so after you get past the first six or seven, probably seven. After you okay. get past the first seven, you got talent, but it's really young talent, inexperienced talent. Last year, I felt like they had nine deep with talent, and so that's the thing. They need to stay healthy. That first five is as good as anybody in the country has. Period. So it's a, it's a good group up front. Okay, we got one minute left. Your thoughts on the matchup with Arizona? So I. I like it. I like that that uh, Arizona, they've lost some talent via all the things that have gone on, coaching changes and all that. Uh, they're coming in with new schemes. Um, I, I think BYU is a much more, at this point, established program. I think talent-wise, BYU matches up or is better talent-wise. Th- this is a game that BYU should win. Um, and, and they're, they're favored in, in, in every... Double, double digit. Yeah, in every, and, and I think that that's right in this one. I think this is a good opportunity. If they take care of business, dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides, you guys outline that D-line. Everybody's questioning that. They're going to be good. I think BYU wins in the trenches, and, and, they, and they have this thing. I think double digits not crazy for this one. Okay, if you like the animal analogies and the uh, breakdown from Blaine, you're going to love after further review, <laughs> 7 Eastern tonight. Uh, can't wait for that on the BYU TV. We'll, we'll be there. 5.30 a.m. tomorrow morning. You going to be there while I see you at the gym? I I'll am, a bike I am to flying to San Diego tonight. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'll be. <laughs> but but here's the thing: I will be running on the beach tomorrow morning and doing all kinds of. So not only are you not going to show up at the gym with me, you're going to rub it in my face that you're going to be yeah. running on the beach. There's something very soothing about hearing the waves come in and oh, out I, while I you're running. Right? Yes, so, I just put some. I promise you, I will not miss a workout between now and when I see you next time. Okay, I got to keep up with him, and he's know, a, he's like he's, 71 yeah. years younger than me. That's, I mean, it's literally, no, that is a people literal, ask me how old shocking. I am, and I, and I tell them I'm 76 because they think, dude, you look good for 76. 76 trombones. So, yeah, if I tell them how old He's I really good. am, then they're like, ah, oh, he doesn't look that good. But yeah. for 70, I look good. You look great for 70, bro. So, thanks. It's the one time you want to add it. years to yeah. your age, right? <laughs> I, I feel like I look good for my age at 70. <laughs> thanks, Blaine. Uh, thanks, Blaine. All, All right, right coming up, my one-on-one with Gunnar Romney. I'm taking Gunnar in this one. And the Royal Helmets make their practice debut. Why Jason has a problem with it. I don't have a problem with this it. This is BYU Sports Nation. Don't make people think a negative. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. After further review, get you ready for game week. Watch as Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, that name sounds familiar, and David Nixon take a close look at Jaron Hall and his supporting cast on the BYU offense. AFR Tuesday, that's tonight, 7 Eastern, on the BYU TV app.
He's Jason. I'm Jeremy. This is BYU Sports Nation. We want to remind you to interact with the show and get some uh, great content throughout the day. Follow us on our social media platforms with BYU Sports Nation. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Let's whip it. Good Whip Round is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. In an article in the Deseret News by our very own Dave McCann, congratulations to Dave on that, by the way. Uh, He talked with the president of Las Vegas Events, his name is Pat Christensen, who said the following, quote, I'm hoping to see them, speaking of BYU, play a single game in Allegiant Stadium every year against a top 25 Power 5 team, end quote. Do you like the idea of BYU playing in Vegas every year against a top 25 P5 team? For a year, if it takes away a road game, yes, but not a not home a home game. game. Certainly not a home game. Uh, maybe I'm thinking every two or three years, but every year wouldn't be the worst thing if BYU's in the Big Twelve. No, well, and what? It's been since 2017 since BYU's played a game in Vegas. Doesn't feel like it's been that long, but it has been that long. So it's, I mean, it's been what four years. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. But again, I forgot that game existed because I've deleted <laughs> all the files from 2017 in here. Yeah, well, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a problem with it as long as it doesn't take away a home game. I don't have. It's yeah, a, and, and, and it's it going to be a home be right. game, depending on who you play, obviously. Yes. Um, and Tom Holland mentioned in that same article that BYU is looking to schedule a neutral site game at SoFi Stadium in LA as well. Now that I dope. love that, I love that. Now, obviously, you're not gonna, trying to do that on a yearly basis, but that that's one of those places from a a an attraction standpoint, you're going to want to go check out the venue. We do have a bit of breaking news. This just in: Dax Milne has made the Washington Football Team's 53-man roster. That is how about that? For that Dax? is so great. Congratulations to, Cam to Dax Miller. Milne. Oh my gosh, that is. A massive piece of news for Dax, who has worked so hard. A year ago, he's like a good receiver, maybe the number three here. A year later, he's not only drafted as an underclassman, uh, or upperclassman, but junior. And then he makes the team, Jason. That's, this is awesome. That's fantastic. So happy for him, and he has earned every bit of that. Congratulations to Dax. That's cool. And that just in. Pac-12 commish, George Klyovkov. I still don't know if I'm saying Play that right. Playoff cop, I believe. That right? I believe. Tweeted the following. 57K tickets already sold for this Saturday's matchup between Arizona and BYU at Allegiant Stadium. Expected to be the largest crowd to watch a college sporting event in Nevada's history. So, Jason, what's the your favorite thing to take credit for that you are a part of, but not the biggest reason for its success? Um, the number of BYU Sports <laughs> Nation shows. Um, <laughs> how many? Because I know my over, answer is this program as well. <laughs> because I remember when we hit a thousand. Weirdly enough, I had done exactly 100 shows on. So I had done exactly a tithing's you worth kept of shows. Track. Uh, well, because, well, I'll go into detail as to why. Okay. I had to keep track of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> so okay. I had that handy. So now that we're over 2,000 or whatever, we used to have the number in our script every day. That's I, Spencer's job. So, yeah. but yeah, so or I'm going to take credit for yeah. the number of shows, even though I've, I, I'm probably up to like 15% of the shows now, yeah. maybe. Maybe 20, You're maybe. more than a tithing's worth to us. Maybe. You're great. Um, yeah, mine is this show. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> All right, yesterday at Media Availability, Uriah Leotawa talked about how excited he is about the BYU defensive line. Listen to this. We're excited to show people what we got, man. It's going to be dope. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think people, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. No, I'm excited. Our, our defensive line is super excited. You know, we're not, we're not, we're not like, you know, Amish people. We we read the internet and stuff sometimes. Our D-line gets really insulted by some of this stuff, bro. Like, 
I think all of us are just itching to get at it, bro. And so um, we're ready. <laughs> I love that bite. I believe the Amish are releasing a statement. Like this <laughs> are you as high on the BYU defensive line as Uriah seems to be? I'm excited about it. I'm guessing that he's probably more excited than we are about it because he knows. Yes, because he better. knows. Yes, and they have something to prove. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I do want to see, like, who's the guy that we're like, dude, that guy gets sacked. Is it Tyler Batty? Uh, that's that, the, that's the thing. I want to see what type of push they can get. Can they get to the quarterback? Can Atsunai Samahe replace Kairos Tonga? Right, yeah. Kairos Tonga was good, man. Kairos Tonga wasn't a three-down guy here, though. Maybe Atsunai is. I don't know. What I love most about that, besides, you know, everything about it, I love that <laughs> they will, are willing to admit that, yeah, we don't like hearing that maybe the people think we're a weak link. I don't, I don't like that. I love that that angers them. Yes, and of course, this thing that's being said, it's 2021. Come I love on. it. Come on. Now that you've seen the uh, first royal helmet on, in practice used, Billy Nixon, the doctor, Billy Nixon, <laughs> um, in practice, what are your thoughts on these? Uh, well, first of all. And why? what issue do you have with them? I tease this. Okay, so... I love them. Seeing them just made it even more real and yeah. solidified my love for them. My only issue is, please don't, please don't ruin them in practice. <laughs> they got to break them in before okay. the game. Yeah, I, I was, I didn't, I didn't expect them to be wearing them for practice. Not a game. I, I assumed they'd save them to practice or for uh, for the game. I think you need to break them in. That'd be like wearing, you know, brand new cleats. It's like, eh, you need to break them in a little bit, right? Yeah, just like I want them. I want them to look as brand new glove. I want them to look as pristine as possible yeah. on oh, on oh, biggest stage. They'll clean them. Have but look, they look they look you know, amazing. They absolutely look amazing. I cannot wait to see that look. Yeah, I. They look awesome. They really do. I hope BYU wears them. Are they wearing them week two? I can't remember. I know they revealed that. I can't remember. I can't remember what they were doing week two. But typically, it's been royal blue versus all red for Utah. Yeah. So, it's But I, is it all royal for BYU again? We will find out. I can't out. remember. They've released it. All right. Uh, what is the better sycamore? Bishop <laughs> Sycamore High School or Grandma Sycamore Bread? Okay, in case you missed it, one of the weirdest <laughs> sports stories I've ever heard. Bishop Sycamore is this high school that apparently has some Juco guys Someone's wanted for an arrest on the team. Uh, the athletic, the coach was actually the athletic director. The players were not given any, like, they were living somewhere else, but they felt like they had to steal to eat. Like, it, it got really weird. ESPN does this game against, like, they a legit high school. ESPN into doing this. And they're down, like, 30 nothing, and they're like, well, they told us this, da-da-da. Grandma Sycamore is going to win most battles, by the way. We are a Grandma Sycamore bread house. Oh, we are too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Grandma. I've Sycamore's... never met her, but she seems wonderful. Look, she sounds like she's everyone's grandma and she has fantastic bread. So it's gonna, the answer is Grandma Sycamore bread. Yes. When my grandma was alive, she had fantastic bread too, but she didn't have Grandma Wetton's bread. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Coming up. Top five plays versus Arizona in a season opener. And yes, there are enough plays. And helmets. And Jason goes one-on-one with Gunnar Romney. Can Jason even defend him? in press coverage at the line. We will see. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. That is a fantastic stadium. It's unfortunate that their NFL team is horrible. (laughs) Join us for a special BYU Sports Nation live from Las Vegas at FanFest on Friday. Jerem Jordan will be hanging out with BYU alums. How about guys like Jamal Willis, 
Patrick Mitchell, Tim McTire, as well as fans. As we get you ready for the BYU season opener, watch Friday at 9 Eastern here on BYU TV and the app. Our Welcome. producer is a Raiders fan, and he is boiling right now. It's fine. It was a fun, it was a fun game to watch the Chiefs go in there and win. This is great. Uh, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. Look, it goes without saying that a big key to the offensive success for BYU this year is going to be the play of star receiver Gunnar Romney. After a big 2020 season, the Arizona native is ready to go bigger. I caught up with Gunnar yesterday. We talked about everything from the opener to his hat. Gunnar, before we get to any of the football stuff, I was so glad that somebody asked you about your hat during media availability because I was wondering the exact same thing. You're wearing that Bass Pro Shop hat proud. I wondered if you had an NIL with them, but that's not the case, right? It's not the case. Uh, my dad's just a big fisherman. Um, you know, that's one thing that we that we love to do together as, as, as family um, with my dad and my siblings. Um, so, I, you know, I rep it proud even though I don't have a deal with them yet, maybe in the future. Have you ever been to a Bass Pro Shops? Now, I'm not outdoors guy, but I've been to Bass Pro Shops, and, and there's, their stores are amazing. Yeah, no, they're unreal. They're, there's one uh, pretty close to our house in Arizona, um, so we're, we're there pretty often. I think my dad's probably the number one customer there. There you go. All right, well, let's get into some football because, you know, that's what people are interested in. How much fun is it that you, you – we're here at game week. I mean, after such a long off season, and you think it's going to take forever to get here, now it's here. Uh, see, I woke up this morning and I already had butterflies. Um, it's, it's still really is unbelievable that it's gotten here this quick, but I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, you know, going down to Vegas and playing in that unreal venue, it's going to be a fun one. Well, and not only do you get to play in that venue, it's an NFL stadium, home of the Raiders, but you know, you guys played in front of some fans last year, but to have this place, you know, pretty close to packed, and most of them being BYU fans, I've got to imagine that's something not just you, but your teammates have really been looking forward to. No, for sure, especially after last year. You know, this is, this would be an unreal an unreal place to play in any year, but after last year, you know, we, know we didn't have hardly any fans, a couple of towards the end of the season, but we're really looking forward to it. I think the energy there is going to be off the charts, especially because it's mostly BYU fans in an NFL stadium. We're really looking forward to it. How many uh, how many Romney tickets have you had to give out? Because and now you're and now you're married, so you've got like the other side of the family. Like how many people representing between you and Baylor? How many are going to be down there in Vegas? You think? There'll be there'll be probably forty or fifty of our of our friends or family that'll be there in Vegas. You know, it's a great halfway point between Arizona and being between here and Utah. So most of my family members are going to be there. Actually, that's cool. I. I know you guys have focused on Arizona over the last week or so. You made that shift from fall camp to game week. But can you replicate what it feels like for game week when you know that by the end of the week you're going to have played a game? I think the, the intensity just kind of picks itself up. You know, you, you kind of feel that sense of urgency coming in Monday. You know, everybody has it on the back of their mind that we play a game in five days. So I think people – will practice will for sure kick up with intensity even that's just natural though you know people's adrenaline's flowing people's nerves are starting to go a little bit so i think it we don't need to push it at all it's just going to happen naturally what gets you excited about the potential of this offense we saw what was possible last year and you could argue that there's even more weapons this year now granted you lose a lot of you know a lot of production but how excited are you about the potential of this offense? 
See, I think the potential is of this offense is through the roof. Um, I don't even think that we know what we can really do. I think that's that's how high the potential is. That's how high the ceiling is. Um, but what really just gets me excited is how how well everybody works together. You know, we have a lot of great individual playmakers, but nobody's really selfish. Nobody is going to be a drama queen, you know, crying for the ball. Everybody just wants the team to succeed, and I think that's what's really going to make this team successful. What type of connection do you have with Jaron on the field? Is that something that you've already noticed? You guys have a pretty good connection? Sure. The chemistry is there. I mean, I've been here with Jaron for three and a half years now, um, you know, repping um, almost daily with, with routes. And so, I mean, the chemistry is there for sure. It's, it's not something that we've really had to work for starting this fall camp. It's something that goes back to our freshman year. Well, and look, everybody knows the connection between receivers and quarterback is important, but how much do you rely on that connection in a game? Whether Because I know, like with, with Zach last year, sometimes you could just give a look and you kind of you knew. You knew what the other was thinking. How much can you rely on that in a game because of that close connection? Um, I don't think it can be stated um, enough that that chemistry and that connection is so important because when games – you know, when things aren't going your way, when things start breaking down, that trust and that connection is what, um, you know, helps you on the field, you know, and during a scramble play, you know, where the quarterback's going to be looking, he knows where you're going to be. Um, and, and it's going to happen, you know, with timing, things just work themselves out with that chemistry. Inside a week before the first game, what do you know right now about the Arizona defense? What have you been preparing for? Yeah, they're a new defense. They have a lot of new transfers, um, a whole new coaching staff, whole new defensive coordinator. Um, but one thing that I think um, is standing out is, is they're hungry. You know, they, they didn't get an opportunity to play a lot of games and they're, you know, they're coming in with a bunch of new talent. So I think they're hungry to show what they have. Um, so we're going to have to deal with that. We're going to have to deal with the energy of the first game as well. Um, but they're, they got playmakers, they're athletic. Um, they're going to be moving around. You know, and, and that's something, you know, we talk, we look at the fact that you're favored by double digits and, you know, this should be, you know, this is, this is a game BYU could really look good in. But, you know, you guys have to realize this is a team that, and I think we looked at it, it's been like 700 days since they've won a football game. You mentioned how hungry they are. You, you guys have to make sure that, uh, that you guys are taking this serious, and it, it certainly looks like you guys are. Yeah, and especially because it's the first game of the season. People are going to come out flying. Um, you know, they've had the whole entire offseason to prepare for this game. Um, so I think you can never take, um, you know, any team for granted, especially this Arizona team. You know, they're, they're, they're super talented, all new coaching staff, like I said before. So I think, you know, we're going to have to come with our best game as well as theirs. Everybody likes to talk about the fact that their defensive coordinator is nicknamed Dr. Blitz. When you have a, uh, a nickname like that, obviously you're expecting the defense to, uh, to, to bring the house and be aggressive. Do you like that type uh, of defense where you know they're aggressive? And does that sometimes open up things because maybe you try and take advantage of that aggressiveness? No, for sure. When they're blitzing on the inside, it leaves a lot of one-on-one matchups um, on the outside, you know. Um, so that's one thing that I, I really love. And I, I trust our offensive line. I trust our quarterback to make a quick, good decision. So that's something that I have complete confidence in. One of the other things that you talked about during the uh, the media availability this week was actually growing up going to some of the Arizona games. You said you, you had some family that have gone there. You obviously grew up in the, in the Phoenix area in the Valley. Um, so this is probably a, a little weird because you said you knew some guys on Arizona. What, what is this matchup like, like personally for you? 
Um, personally, it just, you know, lights a fire in me. Um, I get excited to play. Like I said, I, I grew up going with my uncle to U of A games. Um, you know, he had season tickets and so we, we would always go to those. And then I have, I have five or six teammates that I played with in high school that are playing there, you know, even a couple in the secondary that I'll be going against. And so it's, it's a, it's a personal battle. I, you know, I take these things personally. And so I think it just adds extra motivation for me to prepare. Why the U of A as opposed to Arizona State? Was it because you had family at the U of A that you you kind of leaned that direction? What uh, what was the, why why Arizona versus the Sun Devils? Uh, well, one of my grandparents, uh, my grandpa went to Arizona. Um, I have I have family that lives in Tucson, you know. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of balanced. I would say my family is is balanced with the ASU Arizona rivalry, but you know I, I have connections to both schools, so I'll be I'll be fired up to play both of them this year. All right, let's uh, let's begin to wrap this up, and I appreciate your time. What's the thing that you're looking forward to the most when you take the field coming up on Saturday night? Just to, just to go against someone else. You know, we've been going against our DBs for the last uh, four weeks and even throughout the whole summer and, and spring ball. So I'm excited to finally, you know, lace up and go against some new faces, go against some new competition, and, uh, you know, hopefully be able to compete and come out on top. Gunner, great stuff as always. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes. We cannot wait to see you out there Saturday night. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Gunner. Great stuff, just, man. Appreciate it. I was just staring at that hat the whole time. Okay, coming up, Ryan's shout out and the elite voice of the day as BYU Sports Nation continues on BYU TV and BYU Radio. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Our question of the day, who will be your offensive and defensive MVPs for this season? Our elite voice of the day is presented by Sundance Mountain Resort at Landon14 Porter on Twitter. Gunnar Romney will have a breakout year with 15 TDs and one hat. Just getting out of that last part. Peyton Wilgar will step up on defense, lead the team in tackles, will have multiple interceptions. Those are two good picks. All right, today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. The Williamses, Tyson and Jamal, and RB2s. the Amish. Thanks to today's guests, Blaine and Gunner. For Jason, I'm Jeremy. Shout out to Tim McTire. See you tonight after further review on BYU football with Kalani Taki. The season debut. Go Cougs!